when you're drinking yeah. bottles. You know what we did last night? Actually, we had a uh, we had those Gia's, those Gia cocktail like mocktail things. I haven't it's, heard of them. Oh, they're the worst. It, it's I'm embarrassed to say that we did that <laughs> last night. Uh, it's like did you know going in that they were the worst, or did you find out that they were the worst? Uh, I kind of knew going into it just because like you're spending. Dude, this is super embarrassing. We spent like $22 on a four pack of cans and they're not even giving you 12 ounces. They're giving you maybe eight ounce cans and they're kind of like a base concentrate, not even really a concentrate, but they're a little base to make a mocktail. And they're like, I guess, guerrilla marketing after like people our age. The sober curious of yeah, the world. They're hitting the sober curious up and it's one of those things that like, it tastes like a cocktail. And like you're, it's it's supposed to be a mocktail that tastes like a cocktail. It's like that's fucking disgusting. Like if I'm drinking what a type cocktail, of mocktails did you get? It just tastes bitter. I mean, it's it's probably like I don't know if it's cranberry flavored or if they have like their own proprietary flavoring. That's like oh, it's like a blend of this, that, and these. But it's like it tastes like alcohol for sure, and it tastes shitty. But it wasn't. It wasn't like like what were they even calling it? Is it like pomegranate punch or like? Was it a, you know, a no guilt Negroni or oh, what, what do we call them? Dude, you might have been super close to the no guilt Negroni. Let me look it up. Cause it's like, it's a, it's a somewhat famous thing right now. I don't remember if they actually have. We have a producer for this, by the way, we shouldn't be breaking focus. We should have our guy on the keys letting oh, us no. know. Okay. Yeah, dude, it's this little bottle. It's a bottle probably this big. I can't tell you how many ounces it is, but it's a $38 bottle. And I got to tell you, I think they're making a killing because I think they find, oh, suckers, sure they, are. they find suckers like me to buy these. And plus it looks, look it up, G-H-I-A. G-H-I-A. But yeah, I'm embarrassed to say that I had some and I will not be returning to the well on that. Zach Gia? Oh, you got you got suckered by the branding here, my man. We got hosed. You got... I think everybody's getting hosed. You wanted to be on like the Positano coast, and oh yeah, you wanted like a really kind of vintage umbrella and a, a nice chaise lounge underneath you on your 108 degree evening. Did yeah, you look, turn I, mean, on... I probably I probably would have bought this bottle too, to be honest with you. You turn on some Kygo and pop pop one of those and do a can with some ice and a lime, and I'm in Ibiza immediately. A large a large ice cube. Um, but actually the, the, you know, the low and no alcohol part of the market is like exploding, exploding. It's like oh, the yeah. last five years have basically been the era of no beer, celebrity branded liquors mm -hmm. and low, low and no proof or low proof, no proof alcohol, whatever. Um, we actually, we went through, we did the exercise of listing off all of the celebrity alcohol brands the other day. Uh, and my parent company is a talent agency. So the people there like actually know all of that stuff. Yeah. And we got to like, we got to 30 plus faster than you could have imagined. What's the most random one? Uh, there's like, I think Blake Lively now has one. She Ryan didn't even Reynolds drink. Did yeah, exactly. Ryan Reynolds did the Aviation Gin. She has one. I think similarly, oh, uh, J-Lo has one. Like Ben she is She doesn't sober. drink. Yeah. And it's like, uh, but everybody has one. If, if you list off a celebrity right now, they have some sort of interest in an alcohol brand. It's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. I mean, you got to think that when you're at that level of famous, you can just attach your name to things and 
Raken Doe. Who who is like the least famous person who's peddling some bullshit Bellini? I don't know. Uh, but there, dude, it's everyone. I mean, it's Travis Scott, it's The Rock, it's LeBron, it's The Rock. Yeah, they're yeah. and they're they're all tequila. I mean, yeah. George Strait has a tequila. George Clooney has a tequila. Uh, I guess Clooney Turtle. was kind of the poster boy for this. I mean, after yeah, after Turtle, of course, after he came. Yeah, in. this is all this is all a byproduct of Casamigos for sure, hundred percent. Clooney crushed that, and then every everybody else is just basically trying to follow that template. And I I think that it's never going to be as cool as when Clooney did it. Well, it's never going to be as cool as Clooney doing it having the massive success that they did and then just handing his homies a million dollars cash just for being his homies. He handed them a stick liquid. Yeah, when when a when Casamigos got bought, apparently he just gave his eight or twelve best friends a million bucks. They, and it was what? like it was <laughs> I think it was like literally for being my boys. Hey bro um, here's a million dollars. That's so sick. Pretty awesome. We always talk about that hypothetically. I think we what'd you do what would you do if you won the lottery i think the the baseline you can do for your group text is give them all a million dollars i I think yeah i mean i I wonder where the cutoff is who's the friend who's going to be super mad at me like you it's probably don't say a name don't say i think you no i think you start from like for you because you've got a wedding probably start from your wedding list and work up from there and then it's like it depends on like where you seated them you know I shouldn't have had so many fucking groomsmen. I have to give them all a million dollars now. <laughs> yeah, Emily. We and saw I, you get married. We were standing next to you. We actually we were sitting in front of you. But Como wouldn't get one because he passed out for the wedding. <laughs> Como, Como Clayton, gets five hundred k. This first name only podcast. Remember, first name only. God damn it, Clayton C. Clayton Lambert C. Yeah, we first uh, name only. First name only. C Lambert Como. Okay, got it. We uh, Emily and I are actually writing our wills. Uh, just like. I think it's just common practice to do. And uh, I'm happy to report that you will be getting a Nintendo Switch if I pass away. Bingo. Let's go. Yeah. Thank you. Do you have to like literally write that out? How does that, what what is the actual wording for Brian being awarded the Nintendo Switch? Um, I think, I, I literally just send it to a lawyer, to be honest with you. I have no idea what it's actually gonna say. Dude, and and so what you send to a lawyer is like literally line item by line item, person by person, and then he just turns it into legal documentation. Yeah, it's like a majority or like every single thing will go to spouse um other than and I think you list off a couple. Yeah, one of our lawyer listeners will write in and say, Y'all dumb as hell. Um, we can we oh our producer says you can itemize. So, yeah, our producer cool. has a living. He's got a will for sure. I guarantee you that. It's um, it's super bizarre and it's super um unsettling to do that. Like, yeah, I've not. I, I I like pretend that I have thought about death, but I've not sincerely thought about death. And I think you have no choice too when you're writing a will. Yeah, I I think that um I I, I didn't have anything in in place until obviously I got married. And then I heard from multiple people like you should probably do that, just to just to have your ducks in a row. Um, that's not a fun thing to hear, first of all. Yes. Yeah, so who is? Does somebody have some like bad ideas for your imminent future? There was a guy. You should probably outside. get that done before next Tuesday. There was a guy middle of the night when I was taking the dogs out, peeking over my fence, and he was like, "Hey, better make some arrangements, buddy." 
get a knife it's your last warning yeah i mean um go ahead sorry. all right you ready for next week's headlines yeah i uh well i mean we already talked about one of them i uh but i got a couple more i got a couple more for you and then i i have some working ones i have one that i'm looking far afield on but we can um we can start about this one uh so it feels like basically every couple of weeks every couple of months we have a new story coming out about how something that you previously thought was good for you is actually bad for you mm-hmm. like i was i was drinking a topo chico at a at an engagement party shout out meg bronner meg b god damn it meg meg, meg. okay well now it's hobby meg hobby but um <laughs> you can't help yourself man. but uh I was drinking at Topo Chico and the bartender was like, hey, those will kill you. It was like, those have forever chemicals in them. Was he the one asking about your will too? Yeah, same guy. Yeah, but he was he was literally like, those those have forever chemicals. Like, you need to watch how many you're drinking. And I was like, well, I put back about 10 of these a day. So Yeah, there's going to be a lot of people in a lot of trouble if Topo Chico is actually have, has long-term detriments. You know what? I don't believe it because if it had horrible detriments to it, I'd be dead. I drink so many of those that I think that I, I think we can safely say that there's nothing bad about it, but um, yeah, I feel like every, every day we're hearing or every week we're hearing something new about, about a product like that. So I, uh, I wrote a little tagline. Um, how about, I think the next one is going to be uh, clothing detergent. I think that people are going to start saying like all these microchemicals in them are horrible for you. So the, the, the headline reads deny disaster. Ditch detergent, destroy that bottle of your duds, suds, or expect your remaining days to be losing your blood, bud. Death imminent for any and all detergent users. You're, you're gonna you're gonna ruin my headlines, man. <laughs> okay, I can tone it back. But I mean, I sat you, there. I can I see sat that. there with such a furrowed brow for so long trying to come up with something, and you're hitting me with alliterative coupling rhyme schemes <laughs> that are actually like kind of timely like I, I i would buy into the notion that tide pods are probably going to kill people more than they did in 2013 or whatever that was i mean yeah i i think that if people are popping them then we're probably gonna die if you're eating them but i, I feel like um emily had actually mentioned something along the lines of like our our dryer sheets are not good for you and I was like, oh my God, here we go. Like, uh, we're going to have to use like all natural, like lavender sachets and our shit's just going to stink. It's going to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> we're not using lavender sachets here. Of course, that wasn't something. And our shit's just going to stink. I don't think that, I don't think that the dryer sheet is usually the primary driver of scent in your laundry. Okay. Well that, and then coupled with the detergent, then if we're using <laughs> basically, you know, clay and mud mixed with charcoal water and charcoal then it's going to smell a little bit a little bit homely and gross yeah that's fair i think that what i've what i've found is everything that smells good or tastes good is usually bad for you it's not very fun but that's kind of the reality but yeah yeah that's probably honest all right give me give me one of yours okay this one's kind of a little bit of a softball i just i couldn't help myself Ben Simmons looks ripped in off-season workout video. Quote, once the three starts falling, it's curtains. It's just, I saw the calendar. I saw we're a couple yeah. months out from the NBA season. 
it'll probably happen at some point. I think I actually did see a couple step back threes recently uh, on the summer highlight tape. So that's inevitable in my view. Did you uh, see the photo of real... him looking ripped a couple weeks ago? Yeah, it looks it's ripped. coming. I think that is a hundred percent going to happen. Once the three starts falling, it's curtains. And so tell deal. me, yeah, seriously, that one three hit and people just went nuts. I felt, I felt honestly kind of bad for the guy. What do you think the odds are that he touches the court this year in a, in a playing fashion, not just sitting on the wood looking good. And oh, so he'll chrome. definitely play. I mean, he played last year. He just played like what a quarter of the season. Dude. I forget that he played last year. Yeah. Yeah. He played, I guess... he played 20 or so games. He had some decent games. Um, but he very clearly like relapsed on the kind of anxiety and not wanting to play basketball professionally piece. Yeah. I think he just does not have it mentally right now, which is super unfortunate because I, I loved watching him. I, I think that a six, nine point guard who can defend is super valuable, no matter, no matter what your three point shooting is like, but once you start, you know, shooting 36% from the free throw line, you're just screwed. I, f- I feel awful for him because I feel like it's all mental. I did see there was some discussion. I think it was on Reddit um, the other day about uh, they were discussing like the Paul George podcast or something. And basically DeMar DeRozan and Paul George were talking about how the fact, the fact that there's, you know, two thirds of the NBA loves basketball, but there's a third or maybe a smaller percentage of that, but a non, you know, a significant number of the NBA that doesn't care. And it's just collecting paychecks. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't work yet better. And, you know, the, the primary discussion was like, at least in the, on the Reddit post, was talking about how challenging it would be to sign a max contract and continue to like improve. Like I, 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 oh, I totally, sure. I'm of the mindset that, you know, you get paid $30 million a year, go do your job, go perform. That's the bare minimum you have to. But the, the 5 a.m. wake ups, the, you know, the 18 hour days, the Kobe Bryant type training, like I, it, it takes a different type of person to be able to, continue to channel that mm-hmm. when you've signed a, a contract that is going to set up your family for multiple generations. Like I, I do think that's a skill. Um, and so it, it does surprise me a little bit more that Ben Simmons is kind of the first Ben Simmons. Actually. Yeah. You know what? That's a good point. It's probably really hard to not let up on the gas once you've gotten absolutely paid. Also his contract contract structure was so that he got, I think 50% on like the first day of the season. Oh my God. Yeah. And then I think it was like another 25% additional 25% after a certain amount. So like when that dispute was going on, I think he only, I might be a little bit off on this, but I think he only stood to earn about 25% more of it. So the Nets were just like, Oh shit. Yeah. That's the worst guy in the entire league to be, to have been given that contract. Yeah. It's funny. You, uh, you mentioned some NBA cause I actually have an NBA headline. Uh, it's not much of a headline. Uh, it's more of just a developing story um, for next year. And it's that I think the Charlotte Hornets are going to rename their team. Hmm. For the, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you see? I could, I could see it. I, okay. That's where I was having some trouble. I, the Charlotte Chivalry. Hmm. It's not no. dead. It is not dead. No. You know what is dead? The fucking Hornets. I can't yeah. think of an NBA team that has more of a snooze factor, even with LaMelo ball. Like every time I well, tuned in this year, I was like, ugh. So they obviously like Charlotte has, they were the Bobcats. They were mm-hmm. the Hornets. They were the Hornets again. Right. And then I think recently they did like 
I don't know, recently, I say, probably a decade ago at this point, they did the whole like angry Hornet rebrand, yeah. and the honeycomb court and all that stuff. They also just got the new ownership mm-hmm. stake, right? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Do you, I wonder if, if the uh, seemingly imminent expansion of the NBA makes that more or less likely to happen. I would say um, more likely because they can just change their team without it being, you know, the big news of yeah. the off season or something. I don't even think it would be big news. I think they could change their name and people talk about it for like two days. It's What's also the last like, change we had? What were the Pelicans, Pelicans before they were the Pelicans? Were they the New Orleans Hornets? And yeah, then it the they Orleans went to Hornets. Charlotte from the Bobcats to the Hornets. And then did that happen at the same time? There's something with that and Oklahoma City changing from. Then there was the Jazz. The Jazz were in New Orleans originally yeah. and moved to Utah. But that was decades ago. Were the Was it was Oklahoma City the Hornets for a minute there? I, I know that they were something other than the Thunder for just a split second. No? Am I completely off on that they when chris ball was on new orleans they were i believe the new orleans hornets and they played out of okc after katrina okay then yeah i think i think yeah maybe they didn't totally rebrand but either way the hornets are in the absolute they're in the barf zone it's they're disgusting they need a complete change and owner's gonna come in (laughs) they're in the barf zone dude like even their color scheme everything is just ick it's yeah they had they had something to to uh, hitch their cart to uh, with Miles Bridges and Lamelo, but Oof. that happened. And uh, he's playing yeah, this year. They don't have anything. I know. I, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't revisited that headline since the original stuff that came out. But it's pretty, pretty gross. But yeah. if you're good enough at basketball, if you run fast enough and jump high enough, somebody's going to pay you a few million dollars to come do that on their team. Yeah. Um, which is just the reality. So. This would have been a perfect offseason to actually change the name to actually to maybe take yeah. away a little bit of the headline, but obviously it's too late. Uh, hit me with your next one. Charlotte, the Charlotte. I'm trying to think of what the good Charlotte. I keep trying to go is. with some rhyming, um, and I think it's just like you can't go with the rhyme. I mean, I don't, I don't know what's what's good over in North Carolina. The Charlotte Charlatans, although that's a bit of a negative comment. The Charlotte Harlots. Yeah, I like that one. That's probably it. That's going to be it. The Charlotte Just Jesters. On it. What do you think about the Jesters? The Charlotte football team. Charlotte Guardians. <laughs> I love that. They should have stuck with football um, team. My God. Okay. Tupac reemerges, but not how you think. The late singer's 1995 song, Dear Mama, enters the Spotify Global Top 100 for the first time after being featured in viral TikTok Elevator Poo Challenge. <laughs> Oh my god! All right, for for my number one friend with uh, an aversion to poo jokes, you you tossed a poo headline in pretty. I know. I, pretty felt, fast. I felt a little guilty. I felt a little guilty. Truman and Shelby are just gonna rip you for this one if they ever listen to this podcast. Uh, it's extremely okay. low hanging. Let's unpack the elevator poo challenge. I haven't gotten that far. We're just <laughs> talking headlines. <laughs> I like to leave my listener. I like to let their imagination work a little bit. Oh my God. If you just put that out into the ether and we just put a poo challenge out there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Speaking to dear mama, I I don't think Blake is listening anymore, but it it was either Blake 
or it was William Keller who learned that entire song on Mother's Day. Like, it was Blake, but it wasn't Dear Mama. It was uh, Hey Mama by Kanye okay. West. Yeah, I think Dear Mama would be a little more aggressive. Senior mother. Well, Hey Mama, in hindsight, a little aggressive for a Jewish son to sing to his Jewish mother. You still, West. you still mess with Kanye a bit. He comes on. He not really it. sure. I'm not really sure, honestly. Like, the man was having a manic episode, yeah, and was deeply anti-Semitic, and has since doubled down. I think yeah. a few times. He had I don't like think four or five like, outs there. I I don't think at any point. Yeah, maybe I can't listen to Kanye anymore. But I don't know. I, I heard the food come on the other day, and I was like, "That's a banger." It's really tough. He's like the last guy that I would want to have to make this decision on. But I think we're reaching a point where I probably need to make a decision. Although, yeah. let's afford people some grace. We can't live in cancel cancel culture. We got to cancel cancel culture. Yeah, he should chill out a little bit at least. If if he if he wants me to listen to his tune anymore, it's just like you you really quickly get into the the what aboutism you know well you take money from saudi arabia like all that sort of stuff and it's like r kelly michael jackson long list of people uh chris brown all of those people like am i lining up to listen to chris brown music no when forever comes on am i like morally turning it off because of his violent past i probably not does that does that make me a bad person maybe I, i just don't know I, uh, I, heard go, I heard go crazy. Come on. on when I was running on the treadmill a couple weeks ago, and that's a proper tune night. That one, that you, was hard to skip. You ran that one out. No, you, you didn't skip it. You ran that one out. I gave it a minute. That gives you 59. a good half a mile. I gave it 59. I didn't give it a full minute though. I would never do that. Okay. Yeah. Just you, as soon as Chris Breezy's verse came on, you nixed it. I heard trips to the, and I was like, fuck this. I'm out. I can't listen. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, yeah, yay. Uh, that's a hard listen, and I, I, I haven't really gone through my phone to actually delete the songs, and I don't think I will because it's probably about sixty-five on my playlist. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All right, uh, yours. Hit me. Okay, my next one. This one's super far afield. Um, so next June, we're gonna have a Balenciaga rebrand, uh, for Pride Month. Um, the mammoth fashion company rebrands to Balenciaga gay during pride month. And it's going to be met with an immediate backlash, like day of backlash. Do you think it's, I bet they do Balenciaga and kind of the bold black typeface, mm-hmm. but then the G a Y or rainbow. Is yeah. that what we're doing? Yeah. Or is it a rainbow in the background? No, the G a Y is rainbowed up. Yeah. I think that, it's clear to me that that's going to happen. I think that I'm going to put a 90, 90% marker on that one. I mean, I can't believe they haven't done it yet. Well, they, the last time they were headline worthy, other than like the weird AI generated videos of like all your favorite forms of media at a Balenciaga fashion show. I actually really that, like those. Like, they're great. <laughs> they're like me every time. I saw a Harry Potter one and I was like enthralled. Oh my God. Yeah. I feel so, I feel so simple when it's just like, take AI and like do this skew of this form and it just kills me. It eats me up. It's the simplest thing ever, but yeah, I love it. Smoking but yeah, that whole, uh, 
that whole child trafficking thing was a tough look for the Balenciaga. Girl. I don't think. Do you think it hurt them at all? No, I don't think so. I, I think I, they're. You have to really screw up to to like maintain that negative momentum for a long time when you're a meaningful brand. Like Target and ABI are the two that are like, we'll see what happens long term because yeah. they seem to have angered both sides. Um, but usually the society is a pretty short memory at this point. But Balenciaga, the, the people who actually wear or support Balenciaga are either going to be incredibly supportive of that or just <clears throat> not care at all. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a win. Do you, in your heart of hearts, find uh, any Balenciaga apparel to be like good looking? All right, Vincent, uh, Vincent D, can you take out the headphones right now? Just so you don't hear me say this. <laughs> Uh, I, I think that the, the laceless shoes are one of the worst things that ever happened in fashion. The sock, the sock shoes. The sock shoes. Dude, you remember when I used to wear sock shoes, like the, the ones from like Whole Earth as a bit? Yeah. yeah. Those were like 40 bucks. People are spending like 12 hondo on sock shoes from Balenci, Balenci, Balenci. It's, it's uh, awful. I don't even think those are their worst violators. I think they have like their their portfolio has way more egregious offenders than the sock shoes personally oh yeah i i for can... way more money than the sock shoes oh yeah i can happily say i don't have a single article of balenciaga clothing accessories nothing and i i never will come june next month you might well yeah i mean I'm next year with that yeah. yeah i mean if they, if they actually roll with it i would love royalties and maybe a shout out all right, I'm really nervous about this one. I don't know if it's going to land. No, it's going to be great. And I don't want a courtesy lap. I want you to stone face me if you stone face me, all right? <laughs> DeSantis doubles down. I'm Damn a cat it. guy, but there's nothing weird about how I pet dogs. I love using my hand to brush their fur gently. Combative candidate gets in heated exchange with reporter as polling numbers continue to dip. This comes just a week after former President Donald Trump alleged he's a very weird man. Very weird man. Have you ever heard how he pets dogs? No scritches, no scratches or booty rubs. He just grabs one of their back legs and holds. And once he has them, he won't let go. Won't even think about it. Very, very troubling. Right. Uh, well, fuck, you're on my corner a little bit because I had a story about uh, how Donald Trump was going to call him Fondlefingers DeSantis this week. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that the comedy in that headline is that it was about a minute and a half long. Like, I think that the longer the headline is, funnier it is. Uh, okay, so he picks up a dog's back leg and he tickles its booty. No, he doesn't tickle their booty, he just holds on to its back leg. That's it, <laughs> that's good. He's like greeted by like a golden retriever with an America collar or something, and he immediately just reaches for the back leg. So he basically is is holding it like a handshake, but not moving it up and down. He's just holding it in place. Yeah, he's handshaking. He's leg shaking a dog for an extended period of time. He's addressing a, a dog's. Okay, yeah, that's. I could see that. Ron's a mm -hmm. freak. Like what? What yeah. was it when he got offered a beer or something, and he said, "Oh, if you don't know, this, this is going to just be a horrible ramble." on my part but he, he 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 keeps blowing it on camera i mean no he, he i saw I, I saw the one where it was like a he's walked up to a, a 10 year old eating a snow cone he's like whoa oh, a lot yeah. of sugar in that <laughs> it must was. be a lot of sugar like, oh right, my god 
Yeah, I think Fondlefingers um, himself is, I, I think he just can't do the public eye. I think he's just a super weird guy who I guess was was never incredibly social growing up. I don't know. Yeah, I think he's socially awkward. And I think there's not a whole uh, lot of positions that get magnified more than uh, aspiring presidential candidate on the campaign trail. Yeah, and we got a debate Wednesday, brother. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the first first Republican debate and Trump may or may not attend is what I've seen. Oh, I didn't know that was in question. Yeah. Damn, I don't. Man, those, those he doesn't need to. Gonna, no, he doesn't need to. He shouldn't actually. Those numbies yeah. are going to yeah. plummet if he's not on there. Yeah, if I were him, I would. The first debate I do is the like last debate that I'm required to enter. Yeah, because it's all it's all predicated by your polling numbers, and he'll qualify for everything. Yeah. Uh, what is it? It's not, it's 1% in those debates, right? I think so. Yeah. Those are Bush numbers. Those are Bush league yeah. numbers. He's got at least like three, 4%, probably five, maybe even. Yeah, he's, he's pushing at least a half dozen would be my guess. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Shit. Okay. So that was my next one. Um. I'm going to, I'm going to say that we get a personal friend story between the six of us that Drew Dawson shoots an 85 next Ooh, week good I know. for you what it's, was working the putter driver so i have figured out a new process uh i forgot everything that i forgot about my pre-shot routine and i built from scratch and now uh i'm looking to be you know sub 10 handicap in a year and a half that's the goal walk me through it is it a lot of visualization is it is it pre-swing box thinking yes. and then commitment to the stroke fuck that's it. You got the whole thing. Yeah. Really? Uh, I'm in the think box. I, I basically assess my shot and, and my club selection. And then I, um, I have a tendency to, to lift up my left shoulder, uh, which makes me top the ball or push it to the right because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I guess, lengthening my arms and kind of throwing them out there a little bit. Uh, so a tendency to do that makes me need to focus more on floating my left shoulder down like keeping my sternum ahead of my belt buckle. This is horrible for the viewers. But... That sounds contradictory. <sighs> yeah, I probably didn't. Floating your shoulder down? You float, but you stay there. <laughs> what you do. Okay, so keeping my shoulder down. Let's just keep it there. Keep my shoulder down. And floating? Then... No, fl- I'm sorry. Floating down. to the left. Floating to the left. You don't have to float up. You can float to the left. You float <laughs> to the right. Oh. Ah, I guess that's fair. Yeah. You know what didn't float? LK99 superconductor oh yeah yeah that was that was a given that wasn't gonna work uh okay but continue so, yeah i i um i have trouble with the second guessing on mm-hmm. golf shots like crazy it's it's not so much i've gotten better about i don't step over the ball and think like don't hook this out of bounds right sometimes i do but usually it's not like that but it's just the non-committal i i don't have confidence that i can hit the shot that i'm trying to hit and so I'll like quickly rationalize in my head oh, right yeah. before I take the swing. And there's just this glimmer of doubt. And as soon as you have a glimmer of doubt in a golf swing, it's over. As soon as you're thinking during a golf swing, it's it's completely over. It's so bizarre too, because I would say that you and I are some confident cats. And then you step over a golf ball and it's like every bit of confidence that you've had in your life just goes out the window. And I was so lonely. It's so lonely. I'll sit over the ball and be like, I'm going to fuck this shot up so bad. <laughs> And like not take a step back and then just go to Duffville. 
You're kind of weirdly hard on yourself in golf. For I'm not at all. As, uh, eh. You're the hard on yourself guy. I'm not the hard on myself guy. Eh. Every other shot, damn it, Brian. And then we don't talk in the cart. Uh, I, I there was a point in my life where I was miserable. When I was when I was growing up, I frequently like there's at least one DNF on the card, and then followed by a skip a oh. hole. Like I, it, it wasn't you know full blown temper tantrumy, but it was like angry little adolescent kid. Yeah, uh, for sure. But I've and I'll still get frustrated when I like really blow a good score or something like that. But I my memory is pretty short. Like I'm usually able to get over it before I get to the ball for the next shot. Because I don't know, it's, it's miserable. There's nothing more miserable than playing with somebody who's pissed off and having it like generally negatively affect the energy of everybody around them. It makes them play worse. It it makes them walk on eggshells. It makes for like what's supposed to be a relaxing, enjoyable experience being tense and stressful. And it's just not fair to the people you're playing with. You know what? You saying that I am hard on myself on the course, then me immediately going to what? No, what? Probably, yeah. Maybe I am. Give yourself and a I little just, grace, man. I uh, I think that I probably give myself too much grace in life. So I, I just assume that I gave myself grace in the course. But you know what? I'm going to actually incorporate that into my game. And I'm going to give myself even more grace. You've still um, played less than 50 career rounds of golf, right? Yeah. For way less. Yeah. I mean. Less than 30? Probably so 30. So I, I started a year and like three weeks ago. So I've played, I think three with you in the last year, you've probably played at least a couple of times a month or one, at least once a month with Cole on average. I think I'm at 25 rounds, maybe 20, 25 rounds. And you're uh, like, you're pissed off that you're shooting a 96. It's insane. I know. I know. I really need to, I really need to slow it down. And I, uh, I also need to understand that. I think that if I really want to get better, I need to put in the work. Like it's easy to get from really, really bad to decent. It's so much easier to do that than to get from decent to pretty good. Yeah, so yeah. I think uh, I think putting in putting in the work is huge for me, and I I can't get enough of it. I, I went to a baseball game. I went to the Rangers game two nights ago um, with my uncle and some of his friends. Shout out Joe T. He uh, he played golf at Indiana, and I felt I was just peppering this guy with questions, peppering him. And I, I finally after like ten minutes, I was like, I'm so sorry. And he was like, no, I, that's what it's all about. I love it so much. I could talk about it it's the best. all day. I can't believe that I didn't do it before. I hate myself. I know. I can't, I can't believe you did either. We put, gave you so many opportunities. We tried to get you on the golf course as often as possible. And you were usually open to it, at least like being on the golf course, just not playing golf. Well, I would just go get absolutely housed on the course yeah, where yeah. we all played. And then you'd take maybe two swings. But yeah, I'd take a I actually, cuts. I was... I was watching, I went down the kind of YouTube golf rabbit hole last night and got, of course, it's like 11 PM. I'm in my family room and was just so taken by it that I walked over to my golf bag, pulled my wedge out, started hitting some chips, oh. got the old, got the old coffee mug out, lined up some putts, hit a couple dozen putts and it's addicting. It's the most intoxicating game out there. I don't know why. I don't know what it is with white guys in golf, but it is like. Mm, it's some catnip, good stuff dude. man it's, it's good catnip. meat i'm uh i'm getting upset right now i just remember that i'm gonna see you next week and i'm getting upset that we can't and basically anyway squeezing around i mean it would mm-hmm. it would call for you to skip work on thursday and then for me to skip uh shopping with my wife thursday so that'd be met by and friday 
or bosses, Friday. The bosses would be pretty mad at us. Let's just say. Yeah, yeah. we've got some big deals in the pipeline. Well, Friday, I'm headed up early morning to San to Santa B. So now you're going to, uh, uh, Sausalito. Not no, uh, Carpinteria. I think technically. Carpinteria. That's not real. Yeah, I think he, I think his place in Carpinteria. Is he it's just saying Santa B? It's it's the neighboring town. It's yeah. like. Terrell Hills versus Alamo Heights. But, no, yeah. but it should be a good time. I'm excited to get there. I'm excited to see you and to see uh, Paul D. I just hope you guys get good weather because we're about to get hyped by a tropical storm this weekend. Scared the shit out of me when you said that because I that was the first thing I thought of. I didn't think about your safety or anything. I thought <laughs> about how it's not going to be sunny for Papa. Yeah, well, uh, I think I think it's supposed to be reasonably contained or, or reduced by the time it gets here and it's only supposed to be half a dozen inches of rain over the course of 24 hours or something but we'll see do you have your hunker products right now do you have water no i need to go to the grocery store do you have i actually was i was i was i had the internal debate where i was like is this a significant enough thing that i need to start disaster packing i don't yeah. think it is but it might as well get some like ready to eat meals for a couple days worth and a jug of water or something you need to get a jug of water and then i know you you got to get four packs of marlboro lights so oh, yeah. just in case you're in the apartment for three days that you're it's true good when i when i have to close my windows during a torrential downpour i greet it with about 20 20 darts there's a cool word for cigarettes yeah you just got 20 sticks smoking you got a yellow ceiling Ugh. 20 bones uh christian our producer wants us to talk about slam ball uh, I don't really have much to say about the worst sport. Yeah, I'm that good. I've basically, ever seen in my whole life, man. I'm actually cool. I don't need to. I don't need to say anything. I, I will it's, say that I, I'm happy that Cole said something along the lines of how bad it is because I was appalled. Sorry, Christian. It's terrible. Like, oh my god, there was uh, there was a shot block. Otherwise, it was just a bunch of guys dunking and jumping really high. Cool. Oh my god. Wait, one of them shot from three feet behind the three point line awesome give them yeah. four points give me a break get out of here yeah, it's just and you know what i was also realizing is that i was uh not only not enjoying it i was also scared the whole time because those guys are two seconds away from snapping their legs in half so it made me think that a majority of people watching that are kind of like watching for like pain porn reasons so it's kind I of find, a freak thing I, to do i i'm with you i can't i can't uh I cannot watch that without thinking about a uh, shin going in between the, the fabric and the spring. Just even if it doesn't snap in half, just like somebody landing where there isn't a trampoline. Yeah. If I see somebody have a trampoline at their house, I immediately don't trust them. Like y'all, y'all are freaks. Somebody's going to terrible on that thing. Do you actually, do you actually, uh, this might be one of those uh, today I learned things. Do you have to up your like insurance coverage when you put in a trampoline or a diving board at your house? It could be a thing? wives' tale, but I've heard that a diving board. I actually haven't heard that, but I have. Uh, I've heard that with the trampoline. I imagine that's an incredibly easy thing to skate by without having to up your insurance. Probably, I think you can. I think you can sneak a trampoline insurance or a trampoline purchase without your coverage knowing. Yeah, my my brother has a trampoline is at his house, and I was just I'm, I was like I'm scared for y'all. Vincent. Don't out him. Don't out him. My B has a T at his house. And I was like, 
I'm so scared for you. I, di- I didn't want to be like the little brother who was like, you shouldn't use that. That's that's stupid. I can't I can't little brother big bro. Take the headphones out, Vincent. V. Now you're did Vincent. Listen to the first podcast. I think he did. I think he. Uh, there we go. I think he heard it and was like trying to be a really good big brother and was like, I really liked it when it was clear like it's rough. You're Although, a total natural man. Conversation no, man, flows so it. well. And then he was like, next time I'd probably give or I'd probably do this and that. No, he didn't give constructive criticism. I think hey, he's just. I think it was really great. Just maybe talk a little less. And like your <laughs> voice, you were doing that thing with your voice where you sounded really weird. Hey man, maybe y'all should like bring in more guests and then take yourself out. <laughs> you guys ever thought about planning? Maybe scripting <laughs> what you're going to talk about a little oh, we're, bit. We're cutting maybe, the first 15 of this. Don't worry. Maybe tightening up those transitions a little bit. I think if there's one Stop thing the listeners like so much. Oh God. I think there's one thing the listeners learned today. It's that uh, we don't know shit about Maui. No, I also got to stop taking on topics that I'm just not prepared to explain. <laughs> There's God, a terrible dude. When you said that, I started sweating bullets. There's a there's a fifty that I don't even put that into the pod. The, the Maui takes the Maui. Please tapes. remove the Maui tapes. Maui tapes are gonna okay. I'll put those on the archives. But no, Vincent. Uh, Vincent put them is on the course, Patreon sub wall. Yeah, you have to pay four ninety nine for that ass. But uh, Vincent was, of course, the most supportive human being of all time. He just there we go. Always you know, is. Yeah, he's he's an amazing person. Um, did you send it to Brad? No. Oh no. God, oh God, no. no. Jesus, no. Mm-mm. No. Eventually, a, yeah, but not not the first run. We got to hit a baker's dozen of episodes before Brad listens. Brad is actually, to his credit, for one, generally very supportive older brother, but for oh, two, yeah. he finds uh, our specific brand of humor quite amusing, and he will like he will acknowledge it and he'll tell me that he thinks it's funny, especially some of your stuff. Uh, so I'll, he'll, he'll, he'll see this at some point. Yeah. I think, uh, Christian once said that the, the person he wants to impress the most is Billy F Tyler's dad. Let's put it that way. Mm. I think, <laughs> Thank Brad, you. I think Brad is near the top of my list that like, if I, I, I feel like I don't usually care what people think of me, but I, I care what Brad thinks. He is, it's, it's interesting. He is a, I think inherently cynical person, but he, as it pertains to like my friends is such an optimist and has such a, a gracious view. He gives everybody so much slack. I, I, I do really appreciate that about him. So he's a very good person. And that actually makes me think about our uh, six man friend group having just incredible siblings all around. We have more than six friends. Let's not be exclusionary. Speak here. for yourself. I do not. I Better getting a milli at least. All right. Well, are we against time? I think we might be. This is, we're probably close to an hour and I know our viewers have busy schedules and better things to do. So yeah, I gotta, I gotta go to editing. It's probably going to get cut down to maybe three quarters of an hour, 50 minutes tops. I think there's probably at least like three and a half good minutes of content in there. Yeah. I can, I can get Christian to cut it down to maybe something that fits on an Instagram reel. When are you going to start? We need to start posting some debates on TikTok if this is going to really take off. Oh my God. If I, if I get a TikTok, it's toast. It's curtains for me because I already have an issue with looking at my phone too much and I don't have TikTok. Our producer is now asking if the show is over. So I think with that, it's over. It's done. Yeah. Love you guys. Brian, I'll see you you on Thursday. Yeah. Have a great weekend. Christian, do you have anything you want to add? Oh my gosh, there's there's this beautiful